The night's grind has ended. Now the best ball breakfast begins, where we draft two big board drafts on Underdog Fantasy. Let's go. Oh, another influencer 101 for the backward hats, bro. Rig! Zach Ertz with no Tyler Algier bringback? Yikes. You reached a round for correlation? That's a no-no. You ADP bros disgust me. How about you just live a little? Handcuffing might actually be a way to get unique if the field's avoiding it. The Wi-Fi at this resort is a disaster? These fucking streamers don't have player takes. What if a piss boy draft is the room you need? Oh! Good mornings all around, GM, GM, hi, GM, GM. Sir, sir, we do need coffee. And you know what? Normally, sometimes I wait a little bit, but I need the coffee right off the rip as well. Tough scene for the uh, the Johnny-come-latelys who aren't going to get their ASMR. Normally, they get it about five minutes in, but this is this is for the people who show up on time. There it is. Minimal, minimal splash zone. Minimal making a mess. We are here. Best ball breakfast. We are here every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern to draft best ball teams. And uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what we have uh, on tap for us once the big board fills, because it does seem like that's going to be happening fairly soon. It is now officially over three quarters of the way full. Seventy five point nine percent. I've been doing my part. Uh registering for a ton of slow drafts, a ton of slow drafts, because I realized I want to max this thing, but I absolutely do not have the time to complete it with just fast drafts. So uh, yeah, we've been blasting off in the slow drafts, trying to keep pace here with the fill rate, but we will bang out a couple more drafts this morning. Nice to get the stamp of approval from Miles on that pour. A chalky pour, says Casey. Uh, Tyler just poured his coffee. Wow, we're getting uh, we're all in sync here with our coffee brews. Ooh, going with the cold brew. Now, Kyle, I will be shifting to a cold brew here. It'll still probably be a few months away. Probably mid mid May is when I start to shift over to the cold brew. But uh, it's still pretty cold here in New England, so we're rocking the hot coffee. This is such an awful take. I don't know how many times we have to do this. Brandon says coffee is merely a delivery device for cream. No, cream is merely a delivery device for your early death, Brandon. And sorry to get, you know, so political here early morning, but drink it black, drink it straight. You don't need those extra calories, kid. Uh, ooh, now here we go. Scoop of protein. Adam is really just grabbing the day by the balls. Cold brew and a scoop of protein right there. It's your boy, Polly Chips, joining our slow draft gang. Mike Rob said, last time there wasn't a big board at this time, you created a wonderful human. Is that the plan once it's done? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I fully uh, track this comment here, but uh, yes, that that is that is the plan. Uh, I, I was making a baby around this time last year, if that's what you're hinting at. Nez says, your bracket is looking good, Pete. Uh, yes, we did have the Deposit Kingdom March Madness Tournament uh, Bracket Challenge. And uh, again, if you guys aren't in there, you missed a chance at uh, a $500 free roll. Our friend Justin Freeman from Run the Sims slid into my DMs. He said, hey, let's sweeten the pot for this Deposit Kingdom March Madness Bracket and uh, kicked in a $500 uh, first place prize. However, Nez, I will reveal a dirty, dirty little secret that will make me uh, it'll probably make people mad at me about my bracket. I put zero thought into it. And in fact, it is the Ken Palm 
optimal bracket. If you use the Ken Palm rankings and advance uh, the teams who have the best uh, standing power rankings in the Ken Palm, that is what my bracket is. So shout out Ken Palm for my nice showing in the March Madness tournament. Um, I know it's very uninspired. Old Peter, you know, eight-year-old Peter who lived and died by the Duke Blue Devils in March Madness, who would hand fill out his bracket, who would scratch them off and highlight the correct wins. He would be so disappointed in robotic Pete relying on an advanced college bas basketball metric system to determine his bracket. I've failed old young Peter. I have failed him. <laughs> Okay. Look, it, it looks like uh looks like everyone is is okay with me uh taking the answers of the test from Ken Palm. All right, let's hop in a draft. Let's do it. Mm. Yeah, what a I, I also did um I got invited to do this March Madness fantasy draft, which is pretty fun. Um and basically the only category is points. And so then it has like a similar kind of, I don't know, strategy to the underdog playoff best ball stuff where you're trying to, you know, pick the teams that are going to advance far, but also the players who are going to score a lot of points. And I'm doing really well in that. Um, because of the Ken Palm stuff, I went very heavy on Tennessee. And uh, that seems to be working out as well uh, with Tennessee upsetting Duke. A lot of slappies thought Duke was going to beat Tennessee, but Ken Palm, my guy Ken Palm knew. Um, looks like we have the absolute badge brigade out this morning. Oh my God. Oh my God. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine badges, 10 badges, only two non-badgers. I'm kind of shocked Sam doesn't have a red badge because Sam is in virtually every draft I do, but we are going to be battling this morning. We are going to be battling. I didn't get the Influencer 101. I have the Influencer 1-6, and we are off to the races. Let me see if I can get my screen situated here so you guys can see all of the picks. Uh-oh, Adam, you didn't put enough protein powder in your uh, iced coffee there. You ended up in the overflow. Those fingers weren't nimble enough. Couple more scoops of protein, and you'll get in the in the the flagship draft. Mm. Look at all these wide receivers at the top of the ADP board these days. Look at it. CMC, the only running back with an ADP in the top ten. You love to see it. We'll grab Tyree Kill here to start. This is a, a pretty chalky start. I feel like we are having a bit of solidified ADP at the top of these drafts now. Um, there was some movement. You know, Eckler had been sliding around. He's now dropped a bit, I assume, because of him threatening to uh, to uh, demand a trade. I don't really – I guess I can see why the uncertainty of him not ending up on the Chargers would knock him down a few spots. But otherwise, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup. Christian McCaffrey, those guys are pretty locked and loaded as the top four picks. You will see uh, Tyreek Hill flip Travis Kelsey. Sometimes people don't want to take uh, Travis Kelsey this early just because of the depth at tight end right now. But yes, very, very chalky start for us here.
many how many drafts are you guys all at right now? How many big board drafts? I want to see who has done the most big board drafts in the chat. Oh no, Tyler is having to pause the stream to listen and engage in your meeting. Oh my goodness, Tyler. Well, if you need a service, you know how this works. Just say the words David Montgomery and I will take care of you. Hmm. Well, that answers that question. Paul's last big board draft ends up being an overflow. Paul, you are at 150 big board drafts. What's your split of uh, fast drafts to slow drafts there? All right, the, the the results are coming in. Nick's at 20. Michael showing nice restraint at one. Love Stars about halfway there. Max Sauce at 92. There is Paul with the 150. Chubot 43. Oh, Nez at nine. Nez has been too busy in the MLB streets. Uh, Sammy at 30. Uh, let's see, Vapor 36, 31, Kyle at 12, Target Hog is maxed it. So that's our first maxer there, followed by Paul, 36. I don't know why you're crying. I don't know why you're crying there. Um, let's see, I will, you know what? I need to beware of the avalanche. Although Casey does take Josh Allen, but man, when Devonta Smith and T Higgins are going this early, I'm going to get my guy, Chris Olave here. Uh, and trust that I will like a running back that comes back to me in the third. I refuse to get buried by an avalanche this morning. Lunchable, zero. Zero. Wow, Paul, all fast drafts. Paul, Paul, do you do you have anything better going on, man? 150 flash drafts by March 20th? Just kidding. I'm jealous. I'm truly jealous. 31 for Boatman. Aaron at 120. Omega 97. Miles 12. 62 for Cam, 13 for Ross. Sammy rocking the two little boards. Don't forget the little boards. Just a two max, I believe, $3. Two for Johnny. There you go. Donovan says correctly that is 150 hours. We have done the math, Paul. And even assuming if you are in very fast draft rooms, we're looking at at least 130 hours. Paul recently read Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours and took it to heart. But instead of learning a new skill like how to code or how to become a carpenter, he's put in 10,000 hours of the best ball streets. Hmm. Second round, Eckler is a steal uh, in the second. That's kind of like saying automatic ATM machine, isn't it, Chris? Second round, Eckler is a steal in the second. Um yeah, although uh, our guy Cormer93 here who started CMC Eckler is about to get buried by a wide receiver avalanche. Wow, Justin Fields now going at the 2-3 turn. Pollard getting thrust up. We had a we had a good debate on ship chasing the other night. Uh Pat is very very uh heavy on Pollard. We were I had him rank it was Josh Jacobs, ETN, Ramondre and Pollard. And Pollard was the clear uh, first guy of that grouping for him, which isn't reflected by current ADP, although is reflected in this draft here by Tiglo Biddies. But I feel vindicated for grabbing Olave here, knowing I was going to end up with a nice running back in this range. We'll see if Nez allows me to take Kenneth Walker, if he's going to force me to plug my nose and take Derrick Henry. I will happily take Kenneth Walker at 3-6, though. That, my friends is a veteran of the wide receiver avalanche slopes slaloming through a double black diamond, realizing 
You pass on Eckler because the 2v2, Chris, you want to go back to Eckler being a steal. The 2v2 of Eckler and Amari Cooper versus Chris Olave and Kenneth Walker. Give me my side of the 2v2 every time. Mm. Here's the thing. Jonathan says team no slows. If I was on team no slows, I would also be on team no maxing. And I really want to max the big board. And so it's my only path. It's my only hope. Um, <laughs> I'm in a godly amount of slow drafts right now. I told myself it is now uh, uh, last in or what's what's the phrase? Uh, last in, first out. I don't know what I'm trying to say, except I can't register for any more slow drafts until I finish one. I can't do any more slow drafts concurrently is the point I'm trying to make. I'm in too many. So the rest of my slow drafts will have to come once I complete some of these drafts. Uh, what is up, J. Mike? Anything from your big board? I need you to clarify, J. Mike. Oh, here we go. Any takeaways thus far from your big board drafts that will inform the formal 18-round drafts in the coming months, structure, and the like? Look at that. An actual non-trolly beneficial question, J. Mike. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about, you know, the big board stuff. There is the elements that are unique just to this contest. Um, let me make this pick here, and then I will keep going on that one. Let's see what Casey is going to do. He takes Mark Andrews. I was going to give him a long look. I will go ahead and take Judy here. I would say, uh, J. Mike, a couple of the things specific to the big board you know, I've talked a lot about the bombs going off in these backfields and really wanting to play ambiguous backfield situations. And I think you could even say ambiguous target situations through the cheaper option right now, just knowing how much we saw free agency shake things up and how much the draft is going to shake things up. Um, I'm going to record. I, I started, maybe you guys saw the short on my channel, Best Ball Tip. I'm going to try to keep that series rolling. And one of the next ones I'm going to do is about how you want to play these backfields before the NFL draft through the cheaper one. And I use the example of Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, where I don't think it would shock anyone if the Steelers used one of their first early picks on a running back. And that would completely detonate any value that Najee Harris in the fourth round has. Of course, in this draft, he's going to go in the fifth round. But the point being, if you're selecting any Steeler right now before the NFL draft, I think it has to be Jalen Warren when there's that big of a spread. So that's one kind of lesson to the big board. But once we shift over to the 18 round stuff, I think we're going to want to start pushing the structural edges to even more of an extreme. I think right now, because of the 20 rounds, because of the lack of information, the three quarterback builds, the three tight end builds are very viable. And once we switch over to the 18 rounds, there's going to be such an opportunity cost at those onesie positions with the firepower that you're going to need um, at running back and wide receiver that I think I will be shifting to way more two quarterback and two tight end builds in that scenario. Should we just do a quintessential Peter pick and take George Kittle here at five, six? All right. Through five rounds, Kenneth Walker, Tyree Kill, Chris Olave, Jerry Judy, and George Kittle. Hmm. But, um, you know, some other things, J. Mike, obviously the quarterback ADPs this year are much, much different. Um, and now that we see the market getting even more confident in Justin Fields, you continually see the Joe Burrow uh, drafter, or sorry, the T. Higgins or Jamar Chase drafter want to stack 
with Joe Burrow and the quarterback ADPs are going to be another, you know, really interesting decision point this year. And it's fun too, to look at the two winning teams from last year on underdog that won the Millie, obviously King Capitals regular season team, which was a double elite quarterback build with Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. And then you look at Pat's build, which was a mid to late round three quarterback build. And I do think that is going to be a huge decision point this year. I mean, the double elite quarterback is almost not even going to be viable in the 18 round contest because you're going to have to use a second and third round pick or a third and fourth round pick to be able to get two of these elite guys. And I do think there'll be too much opportunity cost at wide receiver specifically to pull that off. So that will be an interesting meta trend this year to see where the field settles on quarterback. You will see lots of elite quarterback with a punt. You'll see lots of cheap late ones, but getting two elite quarterbacks will be very tough. And I'll be interested to see the Rotoviz data too. They normally do, um, you know, Sean has written extensively about the quarterback window and how, you know, historically it's more like, you know, round eight to 12. Last year, it kind of ended with Justin Fields and Tua. And that window has historically been a very ripe area to find quarterbacks that have upside. But if you push it too far, then you can get shut out there a bit. Wow, look at all these wide receivers just flying off the shelves. Um, I think I'm going to do the same move that I did in the second round where I pass on the quote unquote running back value, knowing one's going to come back to me in the seventh. And I will take Kadarius Tony here. Mathology wants the stress test, the double elite quarterback built that that's what it is going to be. You're going to have to tie up a ton of capital. I think I have one of my slow drafts, one of my slow drafts. I did do a Josh Allen and Justin Herbert build because I had Stefan Diggs and Mike Williams and both of Allen and Herbert slid past ADP. And so it's like very special circumstances where I feel comfortable pulling it off, where it lines up with stacks and you're getting good values on it. I don't know if you guys have noticed this in your drafts lately, but the um, Joe Burrow has been slipping a little bit more. And I would say if you have a Chase or Higgins share and you are doing a lot of these to try to push it because at the beginning of draft season, Burrow was almost always going in the third round. And now you can get exactly what uh, Galaris had happened here, where you still make your other selection in the third round. And then Joe Burrow comes back to you because depending on where you are on the board, if the Chase drafters from the two hole and say you grabbed Higgins even at like pick 22, you can sometimes let it come all the way back around to pick 46. And I'm just using rough pockets of the board here, but because the only other person who's really excited to grab Joe Burrow is blocked or you have him blocked on the other side of the board, I think you can really push Joe Burrow ADP to the, the mid to late fourth these days. God, why, why did I take George Kittle Am I just going to do this? Am I going to do double elite tight end? Screw you guys. Screw you guys. If you're going to give me Kyle Pitts at pick 78, I can't help myself. I can't help myself. Oh. No one in this room wanted to take Kyle Pitts. 14 picks after ADP. You guys are sick. You guys are sick. God damn it. I did it, Aaron. 
I did it. Yeah. And Love Star is confirming here. I've gotten some Burrow Chase at, with Burrow at 47. Yeah. I, I'll i go as far as saying right now, I don't think you can select Burrow in the third because so many people are getting the stack in the fourth right now. And no one wants to click Burrow without one of Chase or Higgins. No one is lining up to backdoor stack, you know, Joe Burrow with Tyler Boyd. Yes, let's do the 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 world's saddest value hound on Kyle Pitts. Oh, it's a whimper. Get out of here, Des. Check out this knife I just caught. Uh, I I don't I don't want to convince any of you to like Pitts. I want all the Pitts for myself. None of he's undraftable. He should be going in the ninth round. <laughs> Kyle Pitts should be going in the ninth round. God damn it, Nick. All right, this is – all the running backs are still on the board. I keep passing on the running backs. I mean, Zay Flowers going at pick 80? Zay Flowers going at pick 80. Are you kidding me? All right, if we're just doing the all-value hound team, what? screw it. You're going to give me Javante Williams at pick 91? I do not care. And I, I think it's time. I think it's time. I mean, when, when I see – when I see Zay Flowers at pick 80, it's time to play the Avalanche clip. So here, here's the here's the thing though, like to have a real discussion about Kyle Pitts. Um, the whole conversation about tight ends, how we think about them in these tournament formats, is through the lens of spike weeks. All last year, George Kittle and Darren Waller, you know, were going at the four-five turn. No, if you had any consistency in their profiles, if you were banking eight targets a game. Those guys would have been second round picks. They would have been going where Darren Waller or uh, where Mark Andrews was going. The reason drafters were still taking them at the four or five turn wasn't because they were going to be a bedrock of consistency for your team, but because they had the talent and the potential to score 25 plus points in a playoff week. And we can clown on Kyle Pitts all we want. We can talk about Arthur Smith's offense. But if you are denying that Kyle Pitts can't catch a deep bomb for an 80-yard touchdown, then you have lost the thread. <laughs> then you are now letting emotions get in the way of what Kyle Pitts' profile is. No one's saying he's going to do that every game. But Kyle Pitts is still one of a handful of tight ends that can put up 25-plus points in a game. And that will come in very, very handy when you're trying to finish first or second in one of your Week 15, 16, or 17 groups. That's the Kyle Pitts thesis. That's why you should be scooping him up, especially when he slips past ADP. You are getting what you were getting from Waller and Kittle at the 4-5 turn last year on paper. That The whole reason people were drafting them there, that's what you're getting from Kyle Pitts now, apparently at pick 78. All right, let's see here. I don't have any stacks going with Watson and Prescott. Um, I never select James Conner, a little, uh, little glass of Chardonnay. Let's have a little glass of Chardonnay this morning. Come on down, Zach. That pick is making me thirsty.
All right, our team here through nine rounds. I like this team. Uh, three running backs, Kenneth Walker, Javante Williams, uh, Zach Chardonnay. Wide receivers, Tyree Kill, Chris Olave, Jerry Judy, and Kadarius Toney. And our bully tight end. Absolute bullying our competition. We have efficiently starved the beast with George Kittle and Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, a hot, polarizing topic in the chat this morning. Thanks, Johnny. Not enough people compliment me on my sick pores. means a lot. Yes, I did see our friend Pat Corain steaming up Nico Collins in his latest legendary upside post. I, I like that. Everyone's leaning into the abbreviation, the leg up. I told him, I was like, people aren't going to say legendary upside out loud in the same way people don't say establish the run anymore. Everyone just says ETR. Leg up is a pretty good, pretty, pretty good abbreviation there. Wow, Nick feeling that coffee pour in his loins. Damn it, Christopher. Damn it, Christopher, you are late. Um, What do we got going on here? Ew, I was hoping I could take Trey Lance. That will surprise no one. That will surprise no one. Um, I am going to grab Tyler Boyd, though. I am going to grab Tyler Boyd because I just noticed wide receivers are continuing to fly off the shelves and I do not have enough. I never have enough wide receivers. I am never satisfied. I could draft seven wide receivers to start my draft and I still wouldn't have enough. I still would want to take Marvin Mims. What a fun pick that would be. Yeah, where do we think, where do we think Brandon Cook should go? I saw in some of my slow drafts, I saw a guy, I think it was the 7-8 turn. It was either the 7-8 turn or the 8-9 turn. And the news broke. And he, I log in and I'm on the clock and I see this guy just double tap Dak Prescott and Brandon Cooks at the turn. That's why you do slow drafts. That is the entire reason you do slow drafts. So a piece of breaking news could happen and you can rush to the draft applet and you don't even think about whether the value calculation is actually appropriate. You just say, I pulled a fast one on the world because it's my turn to pick. And I sat on this clock for 11 and a half hours to double stack Dak Prescott with his fourth best pass catcher. See, this is, looks like, uh, look how polarizing this is going to be. Miles says uh, Cook's in the 12th. Nez says Cook's in round six. Interesting. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers ADP is all over the place these days. I feel like I'll see him go as early as the ninth and as late as the 12th or 13th. This guy gets him with Elijah Moore. Ooh, and Garrett Wilson. So you did get the Aaron Rodgers potential double stack there. When did Tua go? Where did Tua go? Jesus, where is Tua on this board? Why can't I see Tua on this board? Oh, Tua win at pick 84. Jesus. Um, am I going to be forced to take Russell Wilson here? Um, look at you guys already have a bunch of quarterbacks. Yeah, we'll start with Russell Wilson here and pray Jerry Judy doesn't get traded because God forbid I would have an unstacked Russell Wilson. Actually, it's impossible for me to have an unstacked Russell Wilson because there's always KJ Hamler, baby. You can take away my Jerry Judy. You can take away my Cortland Suttons. 
I can box myself out of drafting Greg Dolchich because I already bullied tight end, but you can never take away my KJ Hamler. Fine. Maybe, maybe I'll put Tim Patrick in the queue. I mean, I won't actually utilize the queue. Theoretically, I could put Tim Patrick in the queue. Sacrilegious says, man, these best ball breakfast streams are hard to wake up on time for on the West Coast after daylight savings time. Late to the party, but I'm here. Welcome, Sacrilegious. Fire this up on 2X. Catch up. You'll have a invigorating Kyle Pitts rant to get your, your day started there on the West Coast. 7.30 a.m. That is legit. That is legit. I feel your plight. We are all very impressed with you guys rolling out of bed. I, I think you need to start setting an alarm clock. I would love whoever your roommates are for you to have to explain to them why did the alarm just go off at 7 a.m. Eastern? Well, you see, I need to go watch Best Ball Breakfast. Uh, I was hoping Derek Carr would come back to me so I could stack that bitch up with uh, Chris Olave. That is not happening. Should we just take the all-injured team here and take Kyler Murray? Hmm. Hmm. I do not like this spot for quarterback. Let's take Kyler Murray. We're just taking the all-injury discount team. Kyler Murray, Javante Williams. I mean, Kyle Pitts might as well be injured the way everyone treats him. Kadarius Toney. There you go. It is the all-injured team. Yeah, Nez says, need some warmer weather ASAP. Always associate these best ball streams with a nice summer morning. I do too. Like most of the times when I did these last year, I was wearing tank tops, drinking cold brew. No, it's like 30 degrees here. But hey, hot best ball winter got underway early this year. Uh, I have it pinned in there uh, in my P.O. Box post, which is a free newsletter I'm doing now every Friday. I wrote about how we ended up here, how we are bundled up in, in hoodies drafting teams during hot best ball summer that has now become hot best ball winter. I think you guys would dig that. If you like this stream free newsletter, you can read that post and then subscribe, get those in your newsletter every Friday or in your inbox every Friday. And I think I have a fun post coming up on Friday. I think I might have some kind of prop bet athletic competition on tap. That is all I will say. I'm going to lay it out in the post, but someone that you guys might know slid into my inbox replying to an old post about my prison workouts and they proposed something interesting. So uh, that will be coming on Friday in the PO box. Hmm. OBJ or Allen Robinson. Yeah, I, I agree with Chris neither, but if a uh, gun to my head, I, I'll take OBJ. Wow, sacrilegious was up let sweating XFL stat corrections, and my wife would be big bad about a 7 a.m. best ball breakfast alarm. That might be a bridge too far. Believe it or not, you can watch these on playback. Believe it or not, you can. It is possible. It is very possible to watch these on playback. Hmm. Hot prison workout summer. All right, we're back on the clock here. We are done with tight ends. You know what? I am, hmm. Yeah, let's take A-chain here. Uh, 
this is a nice segue because Jonathan, who is in the chat, uh, wrote up uh, Devin A-Chain in today's Fantasy Life newsletter. Uh, we've been doing a Dynasty Prospect series, and uh, Jonathan has been writing some of those. I highly recommend checking out his profile. The full article is up on the site as well. I'll show you guys here. We've got Dynasty Rookie Profile. I will drop this in the chat. Devin A-Chain who is a very, very fast man. I thought it was interesting, too, how Jonathan mentioned he was so hyped up as a speedster coming into the combine that some people found his 40 time even underwhelming at, what, a 4-3-2, which is hilarious <laughs> that we're, we wanted him to be even faster, cracking the 4-2s. But I think A-Chain in this range is a very good uh, risk-adjusted pick. This is kind of the quintessential zero RB range here anyways in these, what, rounds 11 to 14. So getting A-Chain at pick 150 seems like a nice bet. Rookies over the olds. Except, hey, and I, I, meant, I meant to do this earlier, but we have a little Adam Thielen for me, guys, at the end of the draft, all right? Don't be running to take Adam Thielen away from me. Hmm. All right. I am now going to grab a rookie quarterback. This will work out well. I could get a third quarterback. Who should I take? Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? The chat, whoever will do a straw poll, get it firing. You got 20 seconds. Young or Stroud? Young or Stroud? Give it to me. Give it to me. While I'm waiting, Dan says, Dear Pete, I blasted off on 16 slows while briefly in a legal UD say I'll be so sad when they finish. What's your recommendation for a jonesing sicko in two weeks? Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I have an idea for you. All right. I <laughs> I, get, I got timed out, Yug, because I didn't get it. Uh, let's see how the polls. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight youngs. Okay. It looks like I took what the chat wanted anyways. Stroud was slightly less votes here. It looked about eight to two and Kyle saying Stafford. I, I will admit, I will take Stafford if I have Cooper cup, but I'm not raw dogging Matthew Stafford out here. That just doesn't sound like a good time. If I'm raw dogging someone, it's Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Come on. I'm not taking an unstacked Matthew Stafford. That's, that's the grossest click out there right now. All right, wow, some late Strouds came in, but Young is the pick. Young is the pick. It is what it is. Deal with it. Man, and I couldn't, Johnny Bags wouldn't even let me get Nico Collins for the potential Nico Collins-Bryce Young stack. It's almost like I don't have a leg up on my competition. You heard what I said, Miles. You heard what I said. Please don't clip that. Mm. All right. So we are now, we're good at quarterback and we're good at tight end because we got Russ Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Bryce Young. That's fine for a punt QB room. Our tight ends are good. George Kittle, Kyle Pitts. Our running backs, Walker, Javante, Charbonnet, A-Chain. Maybe we need to worry a little bit about early season production if uh, Javante Williams, uh, Chardonnay, and A-Chain aren't balling out of the gate. And then wide receiver, I, I need to cover some ground here. I need to cover some ground at wide receiver. I got I got too sidetracked, too many detours here. It's time to catch up. It's time to catch up. Let's uh 
let's play for the Cortland Sutton trade, right? We need the Cortland. <laughs> oh, God, Casey. All right, one second. All right, we're going to play for the Cortland Sutton trade. And then we have the uh, the all-in on the Broncos rebuild. I just selected Tim Patrick at picks 174. So we now have Russell Wilson, Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, and Tim Patrick. So Cortland Sutton gets traded to, I don't know, where does he go? The Patriots? The Patriots continue to try to find a wide receiver. And now I have the entire Broncos offense. What could go wrong? All right. Uh, super chat coming in from Casey Brown. Those of you who know, know it says Davis Maddock, David Montgomery. Well, I think we're all going to have a great second quarter here. First quarter was great. Really loved your results, Casey. Bringing in lots of commissions. Love what you're doing out there. Lots of hustle. Lots of pounding the pavement really making yourself available to your coworkers. Really appreciate it. And dude, I just want to say Q2 is going to be absolutely lit. Q2 is going to be lit. We do have the fun committee meeting. We're going to plan uh, uh, an outing for everyone. We're going to go axe throwing. Yes, yes, everyone. We're going to go axe throwing. I think it's going to be great for community and team building here at the company. Congratulations, Casey. It's going to be a great Q2. All right. <laughs> there, there's there's Davis, David Montgomery saving Casey's job at work. I want you guys to know how much strength that took. I was really hoping I could get uh, both Tim Patrick and Tyquan Thornton, but Cam here sniped Tyquan Thornton from me. But that's growth. Me taking Tim Patrick over Tyquan Thornton is growth. Um, don't, don't leave Q2 without a Bitcoin. Um, all right. I am going to take either John Mechie or Marvin Mims. John Mechie to potentially stack with Bryce Young, but Casey takes him. What did I say? What did I say earlier? Even if I started with seven wide receivers, I would still want to take Marvin Mims. I still want to take Marvin Mims. Are you trying to get me fired? Kyle, Matthew Barry, David Montgomery. I don't even know if I could do a Matthew Barry. My God, I, I'll, I'll see if I'll see if I can summon up some inspiration here. All right, our team uh, three four seven two: uh, Wilson, Kyler, Bryce Young, Walker, Javante, Chardonnay, Devin A. Chain, and we did load up on some wide receivers here in these past two rounds: uh, Marvin Mims and Tim Patrick, drawing Tyler Boyd, Kadarius Tony, Jerry Judy, Chris Olave, and Tyreek Hill. We have, what, uh, four more picks, and I'm guessing, what, at least two of them will be wide receiver and maybe two running back. We could maybe justify three more wide receivers and one running back, but I think this build, I want to get to six running backs and nine wide receivers. Hmm. This is a good question, Donovan, because I don't know a lot about him as well. Donovan says, what is Mechie's profile? I, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, and you guys will always correct me if I'm wrong. I know that. Uh, I believe he has more of a slot inline profile. Like when I when I saw him get drafted by the Texans, what was in my head was like an upgrade on the Kiki Kuti stuff. Someone correct me if I'm wrong on that. Yeah. All right. Slot receiver. There we go. Um, all right. What are we going to do here? I guess we could wide receivers are starting to get pretty gross. So maybe we take a running back here. 
maybe we take I still kind of like um Michael Carter. I think both Michael Carter and Chuba Hubbard, very similar picks, right? Guys who are going to have a role um in the offense regardless, and then would probably step into a pretty nice role if there was an injury in front of them to either Miles Sanders or Brees Hall. And I do think Michael Carter's pass catching role might be slightly undervalued if Aaron Rodgers is there. Um, just thinking you're going to get more competent uh, checkdowns to the running back. I'm workshopping this take right now. Michael Carter, Aaron Rodgers, new Aaron Jones. I'm just going to try that that take on for size. Mm. <laughs> Very true. H plays Gabe says we will correct you when you are right as well. Ooh, this is a fun question. Uh, NS comedy. Who is your favorite rookie to draft pre NFL draft? Well, you know what? Um, I could come up with an answer or we could just go look and see what my actual analytics show here, uh, for my exposures. Uh, so at wide receiver, it's clearly Marvin Mims. I've drafted him on 27% of my teams. Uh, so that it takes the cake there at running back. For some reason, I have a lot of Dwayne McBride. Uh, there is a chain there though at 21%. I'm overweight on a lot of these guys. Uh, Tajay Spears, 21.2%. Um, let's see here. Roshan Johnson, 15.2%. Jameer Gibbs, 15.2%. Sean Tucker, 15.2%. So there's a lot of guys I'm almost double the field on 8% would be about average with the field. So yeah, I've been taking decent positions on these guys. I have 18% uh, Quinton Johnson here. Where's my next rookie wide receiver? Cedric Tillman, 12%. Um, now I have to find my pick. Here we go. All right. We are back on the clock here. Ugh. Yuck. 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 You know what? Whatever. We're throwing ADP out the window. The Dort report. Greg Dortch. Got to get some kind of stack with Kyler Murray. I forget who it was I was listening to. Someone had a Galaxy Brain take about taking both uh, Greg Dortch and uh, Rondell Moore in drafts. And I have a ton. I have a decent amount of Rondell Moore, so... I like mixing in some Greg Dortch there and getting a stack with Kyler. Greg Dortch just seems like one of those guys who produces when he's on the field. Just not the sexiest guy, but seems to always earn targets when he gets the opportunity. Aaron says, we got to get that Brees Hall down. You mean ADP down? Like JK last year and Javante this year, but Brees is Teflon to that apparently. I... His injury isn't as severe as Javante Williams is, and I don't know. I have no problem where he's going in this early third range. I understand wanting more of a discount, but I, I think you are already getting the discount. If Brees Hall played the full season last year, he would be a back end of round one pick. He would be going, and not in this draft because this is a crazy uh, piss boy draft, um, but he'd be going around where B. John Robinson is going if Brees Hall played the whole year last year. So I do think you are getting a discount on him. Greg Dortch is not as sexy as Bryce Young, for sure. For sure. Um, we have two more picks here. We're at 3-5-8-2. Like I said, probably one more running back, one more wide receiver. But man, 
Who are the who are the deep wide receiver? Oh no, I already said I'm taking KJ Hamler. Duh. Duh. Duh, duh, duh. I dare someone to snipe me on KJ Hamler. I honestly dare one of you to. I'll take I'll take my running back first. Man, James Robinson going ahead of Pierre Strong. You know what? Now seeing that this is happening, it pisses me off. I wasn't going to take Pierre Strong. I click him in way too many drafts, but it's time to fight back. James Robinson should not have a higher ADP than Pierre Strong. I'm going to do my part today. I'm going to do my part for Pierre Strong Nation. Pierre Strong Hive, stand up. We will not stand for this James Robinson ADP ahead of him. Tyler Scott, okay, I, I am now officially crowdsourcing wide receiver picks for my final 20th round selection here. I'm open to ideas. I will put any idea in the queue. KJ Hamler, Tyler Scott, any suggestions? Any other suggestions for my last wide receiver pick? All right, I have Silvis. What happened to this guy? You guys were all drafting him. At Perry. Did At Perry already go? Isaiah McKenzie, because I have 30%. You want me to pump your bags? Justin Ross. I think At Perry's gone, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Tillman. I like Tillman, but I believe he's gone. You guys, you gotta you gotta look at the screen here. You gotta look at the screen and see who's available. Tank Dell. Now, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Nathaniel Dell. There we go. I do think I have to take Io Sevis for a very specific reason. For a very specific reason. Sterling Shepard, I cannot. Maybe with green eggs and ham and Daniel Jones on my team, but otherwise I cannot. Oh yeah, Reed. Reed was uh, uh, Lord Reeves was touting Jaden Reed. But guys, my guy Kyle did too much work for me not to select Andre Iasovis. Come on down, buddy. What What is this? What is everyone talking about right now? Iosivas. See a track athlete? What is this? Okay, all right. Men's track and field. Versatile skill set here. Number one all-time in school history in the heptathlon. Okay. All right. I'm intrigued. It's when Bruce Jenner won the uh, Olympic gold medal for the decathlon. Andre Yoshivas. <laughs> I feel pretty confident that I will be the only streamer in the history of the world to have an Andre Yosevis clip. Shout out to Kyle, who I did a round of revisions with uh, a week or two ago, and I knew I owed him one Yosevis selection. And I protected myself from drafting KJ Hamler while I was at it. <laughs> yes, Omar, you were featured. Th this is true. Miles says Princeton is hot right now. Also headed to the Sweet 16. Princeton on absolute fire. All right, Yosevis. You better do something for my team this year. All right. I will recap uh, a final read of this team, and then we will hop in one more big board draft. So the final team, 
We got three quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and the very sexy Bryce Young. We have a running back stable of Kenneth Walker, Javante Williams, Zach Chardonnay, Devin Superfast, A-Chain, Michael Carter, the new Aaron Jones, and Pierre Strong. How the hell is he going after James Robinson? At wide receiver, we have Tyree Kill, Chris Olave. I was sniped on Derek Carr. We have Jerry Judy, just trade Cortland Sutton. Kadarius, please don't get hurt. Tony, Tyler, the best third wide receiver in the NFL. Boyd, Tim Patrick, it has been too long. Marvin, back on my bullshit. Mims, Greg, sneaky good. Dorch. And of course, the Princeton stud himself, Andre Ayasovis. And at tight end, absolute bully ball, George Kittle. And the man no one has the courage to click except me, Kyle fucking Pitts. I will be right back. We are going to feed the dog. You know what? I'm feeling good. I'm going to let you guys stare at my exposures while I run to the bathroom before we draft another team here. Here's some ducks. I'll be right back. All right, we're back. We are back. Let's hop in another draft here. Good luck to everyone trying to avoid the overflows out here today. Good luck, good luck. Another big board draft on Underdog Fantasy where you can get a $100 deposit match with promo code PETE. Limited time only. We are feeding. We are absolutely feeding the shit out of these ducks right now. All right, the draft snap fills. We got Jonathan in here, the Wilkinator. Not as many badges this time, which is nice. The Influencer 112. Ooh, tough scene. Tough scene. Uh, what happened to my background? Where did my background go? There we go. <laughs> Paul, catching up on the stream, says the Avalanche clip on 1.75x is great. Oh, dear God. Really ratches up the uh, the sense of urgency there. Um, Kyle, is there a free editing software? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The people are getting ideas for clips to make. It's true. If you want to become a producer on this show and dictate the players I select with my late round selections, making a clip for them, and then me feeling guilty about not playing the clip, therefore forcing myself into selecting that player is probably the path for you. Uh, for a free editing, uh, there's a couple good ones. CapCut is a pretty good uh, one for free online editing software. What up, Johnny at the 105? Seems like Pete has Kyle Pitt Stockholm Syndrome. I guess it's a pretty good, pretty good way to explain it. I just had a draft fill to like two left and insta six leave. Wow. 
Wow. Kyle using a Vimeo free trial out there. What a grinder. Uh, Kyle, by the way, I owe you a gift card to the store. I owe you a gift card. Don't let me forget. I need more coffee. I need more coffee. Mm. Mm. All right, but remember, in these second drafts, got to pick up the pace here. Everyone's really making a meal of it right now. Taking their sweet-ass time. We know how to draft. We know how to draft. Travis Kelsey. This is what I was talking about before, how sometimes, you know, Travis Kelsey by ADP, I believe, goes at pick four. But then you'll see a draft like this where we got the four, five, six, all prefer the wide receivers to him. Or sorry, Kelsey normally goes at five, but we had Cooper Cup slip. Interesting, Jonathan passing on Cup for Tyree Kill here. Um, all right, let's do let's do a fun start. Let's just have fun. Can we have fun? I feel like Bijan and Garrett Wilson is a very fun start from the one-two turn. Just feels fun. Should I have taken Eckler? Probably. Did you guys see Eckler over the weekend posting photos of him looking just absolutely shredded? And then uh, saying that he was going to put up RB1 numbers again? Let me pull this up. Let me pull this up here. I linked to it today in the water cooler in the fantasy life. Austin Eckler, another RB1 fantasy season loading. This guy is so ripped. I mean, my God. I just faded this guy. I just passed on this guy. I mean, like, what, what, what was I even thinking? What was I thinking? That's on me. I'm sorry, Austin. I'm sorry. Ooh, this is a good question. Top stats says, do you think this is the year the one and two picks stay the same all year? I, I think so. Because I'm trying to think of the paths. Like, what, what could possibly happen for Christian McCaffrey to flip those two? I mean, maybe, what, if Eli Mitchell got injured? But even then, wouldn't people still worry about another running back having a decent role on San Francisco? Cooper Cup, maybe, maybe if there's just, but even then people are so down on the Rams. Even if we have full confirmation that Cooper Cup is blast off mode, fully healthy, I don't think he gets there. Tyreek Hill, I don't think can do it. Travis Kelsey, a tight end, will never be 101. I I really can't see Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase getting flipped. Love Star saying Chase doesn't stay too. I just think the way the underdog market drafts, and you know, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. I just think Chase will forever be a sexier click than Cooper Cup. And it's not even Cooper Cup coming off of the injury, but just looking at their age and their profiles. I mean, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase won two picks, you know, in Dynasty, you know, outside of Superflex stuff. I don't know. I I, I don't think those guys are gonna get flipped unless something crazy happens. 
Yeah, I agree with Paul. Would take an injury to one of the top two guys or their quarterbacks. That That's really the only way I see it. Chase, Jefferson, Cousins, or Burrow gets hurt. Top stat says I could see I could only see CMC moving down and Cup or Hill Diggs moving up. There, there's just no way Diggs is going to be able to be a one-two. He disappointed last year, and I do think they will add another wide receiver um, in the draft with with decent capital. I can't. I don't really see it. I mean, maybe um, you know, had Rodgers gone to the Raiders, maybe Devonte Adams could have challenged. Because Devontae Adams was really good last year, and that included stretches with, jeez, I'm burping, uh, with Derek Carr and had that monster game with Jarrett Stidham. A.J. Brown, you know, was getting outplayed by Devonta Smith down the stretch. I Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't find any case for other than Justin Jefferson and Jermire Chase at the top. The ETR slappies have CMC at two. I think it's... It no one can question Christian McCaffrey's uh ceiling, right? Like we know he can put up that 30 burger there, but it does feel bad to select a guy with a top two pick who might be in a timeshare, you know, who might only be getting 15 to 20 touches. I've been taking Christian McCaffrey at ADP. I'm not fading him or anything. I'm just trying to see if I could make the argument for taking CMC over Chase. The other thing, too, is like in these drafts, when you look at the 2v2s, I tend to like, you know, even if you look at this, right, Jamar Chase and Kenneth Walker versus, let's even say, you know, on this one, it would be CMC and T. Higgins. I mean, which one do you guys like better? I guess that one's close. Chase Walker versus CMC Higgins. But sometimes Higgins is gone by here, and you might be more looking at a CMC Metcalf versus a Chase Walker. I don't think he's a bad pick. It's just uh, I have a hard time passing on. Did I just get auto-drafted Amari Cooper? God damn it. That really chaps my ass. We started having a long conversation, and I got auto-drafted Amari Cooper. This is how I get my exposure to players I don't like. I start talking on stream and get auto-drafted. Wonderful. Wonderful. Must be the second draft of the day if I'm getting auto-drafted. Here I am fiddling with 2v2s in my head, splitting hairs about CMC at ADP2 or ADP3. Meanwhile, I'm getting Amari Cooper auto-drafted to my team. God damn it, Mike. These positive EV drafts with the streamers. Can we get a list of your top five ass chappers? Number one, Amari Cooper. Number two, Najee Harris. Number three, Paul, for finishing 150 drafts before I could even get 35 completed. Number four, David Montgomery for ruining our precious baby boy, DeAndre Swift. And number five, all the haters and losers who don't like Kyle Pitts and KJ Hamler. Those are my top five ass chappers of the week. If this lineup wins a milli, uh, oh, watch this lineup win because of Amari. I thought you said a milli. I was like, I believe $200,000 is our cap. Yes. I will absolutely eat the shit. I will eat my hat 
And I will throw you all a pizza party if Amari Cooper wins me 200K. I mean, it is, I will say, I mean, Amari's Amari. Amari had a good year last year. I think a lot of the concern for me with Amari isn't because I am just a, a sexy youth chaser. Uh, again, don't clip that. It's more just how awful Deshaun Watson looked last year. And, you know, Amari's splits were better with Jacoby Brissett. So to me, that's kind of where the risk is with Amari. I don't actually have too many concerns about his talent or his projectable volume, all that stuff. But Deshaun Watson might just be total dust. Does that not give anyone pause at the 3-4 turn? Yeah, I mean, Kyle saying what I just said, Amari is gross, but he could ball, put up high, high-end wide receiver two numbers with Brissett. I'd feel a lot better taking Amari Cooper if Brissett was there. And instead, we have to deal with this fucking dust ball to Sean Watson. Don't worry, if I eat my hat, it will be a backwards hat. I know, I'm really off-brand this morning. The dad hats don't look quite as good backwards. You gotta wear the dad hats forward. Rand Dazzler said it would be nice if Underdog had some shorter draft formats for season long. Uh, did you miss the rookies and sophomores? Uh, and last year, what did we have? The the backyard backyard football contest. Those were, they were what, like four man, 10 rounds? They definitely have some shorter ones that roll out. The rookies and sophomores was, it sounds like exactly what you were just describing. And I will say, I, I do know some birdies have told me there's some cool new formats coming this summer. So I think uh, I think you guys will be pleased to see some of the new contest offerings this summer. Hmm. What's ridiculous, Cam? I've been I've been speaking a lot. You have to uh, specify what I just said is ridiculous. Are you saying it's? Re I, my guess is you're saying that I would rather have Jacoby Brissett for Amari. I don't think that's a ridiculous take. I mean, what about uh, Deshaun Watson's performance last season is inspiring any confidence? See, there it is, the Joe Burrow discount. If we learned one thing today, it is do not take Joe Burrow at or ahead of ADP. He will come back to you, my friends. All right, my team so far through four, Bijan Robinson, Garrett Wilson, and auto-drafted Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley. Everyone say it with me together. I will not take Kyle Pitts. I will not take Kyle Pitts. I will not take Kyle Pitts. I will not take Kyle Pitts unless he slips like 20 picks past ADP, but I will not take Kyle Pitts unless he slips like 20 picks past ADP. All right. I think I feel good about it now. Please, I'm, I'm, I want to pick so bad here. Damn it! JSN at pick 60 would have felt like a windmill. I would have been windmilling JSN at pick 60. Ugh. Let's get a couple wide receivers here. I'm taking Brandon Ayuk. I'll let the chat decide. Marquise Brown or Mike Evans? I'm taking Brandon Ayuk. The chat gets to decide. Evans or Marquise Brown? Let me hear it. Let me see the votes. 
The uh, H play says Pete just drafted Russell Wilson and didn't mention anything about last year's performance. Um, the prices are very different uh, between those two, I will say. Okay, Evans, 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 Evans. It seems like Evans is winning the vote. There were some Hollywood sprinkled in, but it seems like Evans won. I mean, it is a little easier to have a stack you feel good about because Kyler's so cheap when you take Marquise. I, I've honestly been randomizing it. I've been flipping a coin there. It's also like you have the ADP twins of Pickens and Burks. I've been just trying to split that. Also, the thing I should say about... Um, it's, fun, it's fun to argue, you know, these things about which teams are going to bounce back. Um, you know, our guys like Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson burned, but with all of this stuff, you're drafting like you're right. So the second I get auto drafted Amari Cooper, I have no choice, but to draft this team as if Deshaun Watson is going to ball the hell out. Do I think he will? Absolutely not. But that is now the reality. I am drafting this team under. So same thing with once you take Jerry Judy, I guess you could be trying to bank a trade or whatever. But when I take Jerry Judy, I'm saying, well, Russell Wilson's getting in the ball effectively. So even though I don't think that is the most likely outcome, you still draft like you're right. Once you have those picks, it informs everything else you're doing in these drafts. So now, unfortunately, I have to live in a reality where Deshaun Watson is getting Amari Cooper the ball. I need to live in a reality where Aaron Rodgers is Garrett Wilson's quarterback. I need to live in a reality where Calvin Ridley calls his shot in the Players' Tribune and gets 1,400 yards. I need to live in a reality where Trey Lance is at quarterback and Brock Purdy feeds Brandon Ayuk the ball. And I need to live in a reality where Baker Mayfield slurps from the fountain of youth and gets Mike Evans another 1,000-yard season. Those are the realities I now live in on this team. <laughs> I, I didn't even ask for a formal poll on Burke versus Pickens, but we did get one vote for each side. Donovan says, is it bad that my exposures are pretty high, mostly in the 30s, three above 40? Um, I do not think in the big board draft specifically that that is bad. I, I think... I respect the ADP of the first four to five rounds in the big board to a good extent. Like I wouldn't mind just letting it auto draft the first three to four rounds for me. But after that, I think there's far more uncertainty in the ADP and far less efficiency than you'll see at like closing line time for the best ball mania ADP, which was so, so efficient. So I think if you're making big stances now, particularly on mid to late round guys, like if you told me you had 40% Austin Eckler and you're taking him at like 1-3-1-4-1-5-1-6 like I would say I, I think that's wrong but if you're going to tell me you have 35% Zach Charbonnet because you really like his profile and you think he's going to be an early second round pick and eventually be a seventh round pick on underdog then that's a stance I'm completely fine being overweight on Uh-oh, Chris Diaz saying, working on a clip, where do I send it? So the best way is either Twitter DMs or Discord DMs, and I will give you my edits. I will just say here, to, to save people trouble, and I am very excited when you guys make clips, 
In general, I would like to see the clips in the 25 to 35 second range. The tighter the clip, the more playable it is, the more it can be replayed, unless it's a J.J. Taylor clip that is um, excruciatingly long for comedic effect. I would like to see these tight. They say in writing to kill your darlings, you need to kill your darlings in editing. Speed it up. We don't need to see him even running his route. Let's just see him catching the ball. Let's get a lot of quick hitters. we got to change up the views. Every, we, we live in a TikTok society, guys. No one has attention for a minute. Andre Iosophis clip. We got to tighten these up. So that's my that's my note, my directorial note to any of the future clip artists out there. All right, Donovan says, 46% uh, Keaton Mitchell, 43% A-Chain, 40% Mims. Yeah, um, these are the kind of takes I have no problem with, or stances, I should say. You're going heavy on rookies you think are mispriced, who you think are going to jump up a ton in value going forward. All right, I am I am going to force myself not to take Javante Williams here because I do like seeing both Quentin Johnson and Rashad Bateman here. Or should I take, no, I think I need to fucking take Deshaun Watson. I already talked about how I have to live in this reality where Deshaun Watson's good, and I hate it. All right, no Rashad Baton for me. We take Deshaun Watson. So we stack up Deshaun Watson with Amari Cooper, and we add Quinton Johnson to our wide receiver room. So two two rookies, hopefully, with first-round draft capital, B. John Robinson and Quinton Johnson, Deshaun Watson to Amari Cooper, and then our other wide receivers, Garrett Wilson, Calvin Ridley, Brandon Ayuk, and Mike Evans. Cam says Brissett does not run and threw 12 TDs in 11 games. I'm not talking about Brissett as a fantasy asset. I'm talking about Amari Cooper's fantasy value. And Amari Cooper was better with Brissett last year than Deshaun Watson. And again, I'm fine. If, if the take is, you know what? He just had some rust. He's going to bounce back. He's going to be like his old self in Houston. If that's the take, I buy it. But you have to say that Jacoby Brissett was better for Amari Cooper last year than Deshaun Watson was. Vaporware, in the last overflow, I got an unstacked picket at 238. 76 picks after ADP, and it was such a hard click. All right, Chris says, where should I get music? All right, we're really getting into the weeds here on this. Go to um, storyblocks.com and go to their audio. I have uh, a license to get tracks here. You do not need an account login to browse, though. You can go search for all kinds of music by genre, um, all kinds of stuff. Go search, find your clip, send me the link to that clip and I will download it for you. That's storyblocks.com slash audio. Vaporware says, in the last overflow, I got an unstacked picket at 238, 76 picks after ADP and it was such a hard click. Yeah. And see, I don't... Yeah, I, I think that's a great selection. If you're getting picket for free, um, as your third quarterback. I mean, the, looking at the other quarterbacks that are going in that range, right? We're talking Kyle Trask range. We're talking Jacoby Brissett range there. Guys who we can't feel confident are going to start the entire season where we know Kenny Pickett is going to be their starting quarterback. That Pickett ADP, I wonder, man, a lot of Pickett faders out there. All right, 
Anyone else doing anything interesting in here? Let's see what Jonathan's doing. So he did Hill, Olave, took the detour for ETN, Kirk, and then got that stack with Trevor Lawrence. Damian Pierce, continue to think Damian Pierce is a nice value there at pick 69. Nice. Jordan Addison and Cortland Sutton. The, the difference between Jordan Addison and Quentin Johnson are interesting. Um, it seemed like, would you guys agree that Jordan Addison has a higher likelihood of hitting and producing in year one than Quentin Johnson, but Quentin Johnson's upside is maybe a little bit higher? Is that a fair characterization of those two and the differences in their ADP right now? That's how I've been thinking about it, but maybe that's wrong. I will say Pat did get me in one of his articles. He wrote about the top three wide receivers, Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, and JSN. And he did get me a little more hyped about Jordan Addison because I feel like the ways I've heard people discuss Jordan Addison is more as a slot guy. I, for some reason in my head, I pictured him as an, uh, you know, a low a dot guy. Didn't test that well, but Pat was writing about how he actually has some good downfield chops and can get open deep, which made me a little bit more intrigued about him than if he was just kind of a limited slot player and obviously very productive in college, which we like to, uh, to see as well. All right. I'm trying to think here of other stacks I might be interested in. Um, Trey Lance is still on the board. Aaron Rodgers is on the board. So I definitely have some options here for Garrett Wilson. We could do something gross late with Mike Evans, either Mayfield or Trask, but that never feels fun. I guess this is an interesting spot here as far as a two quarterback or three quarterback build. If I do do an Aaron Rodgers or Trey Lance with one of these picks, are you done at quarterback with a Watson-Lance pairing or a Watson-Rodgers pairing? Probably. Probably in this build, I would be done. All right, Sacrilegious gives my Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison take the stamp of approval. Kirk Cousins goes here. All right. God. Lance or Rogers? My God, I have... I am going to do Pat Fryermuth. I like getting Fryermuth as my first tight end in this range. All right, I'll let the chat do it. Lance or Rogers? You guys get to decide. I'm taking Pat Fryer, Helmuth. And then I'm picking my second quarterback, Trey Lance or Aaron Rodgers. Give it to me, chat. I have Garrett Wilson and Brandon Ayuk. Who am I taking? Who am I taking? Let me know. Miles says, how does hypothetically one feed the ducks? It's more of a state of mind, man. It's a way of life. We got three Lances coming in. Four Lances. I should have known. I should have known. Like, what am I even doing? Asking you guys in the chat who to take? All right, Kyle won Rogers, but we are going to take Lance per the people's vote. Rogers, if you're going full Jets, you never want to go full Jets. You never go full Jets. I thought about it, but I doubt Elijah Moore is going to make it back to me in this room. ADP 114, I just picked at 109. I don't pick again until pick 132, so... I guess I could have done my little take of Michael Carter tacked on. This is the YOLO QB room right here. Deshaun Watson and Trey Lance. My God. 
Yeah, Sir Shibi says Rodgers Moore was there. I definitely could have double stacked it. Um, but having no tight ends there, and I do consider Pat Fryermuth a tier break after this. Like once you get down to the Dalton Schultz, Knox, Komet, Dolchich, Chig tier, I consider this a second tier. But I do really feel like Fryermuth is one of those, I don't know, top eight or nine tight ends who could be a top five tight end on the season. So uh, I like grabbing the end of that tier when it's there. Obviously, if David Njoku had fell, that would have been a nice double stack with Deshaun Watson. But considering I had taken zero tight ends at one pick 108, I like Fryermuth there. It's your boy says, am I the only one that thinks Lance won't start for San Francisco? No, you are absolutely not the only one who thinks that. In fact, there are fierce debates on Twitter basically every day about this very subject. So no, you are not, you are not alone. Um, I do think the Sam Darnold uh, signing was an interesting, you know, data point for that because you can interpret it a few different ways. You can interpret it as, hey, Lance isn't ready. Um, you can interpret it as, hey, Brock Purdy's injury recovery timeline might not be there, and they want to have a second quarterback who's healthy on the roster to start the season. I, uh, I, I have the same take I've always had on this situation, which is there is going to be a large range of outcomes for this quarterback situation as the season progresses. I do think both of the quarterbacks represent value where they're going like if we know locked and loaded trey lance is going to be the starter week one through the preseason all of that his adp will rise up to the levels it was at last year as you know a seventh eighth round pick obviously if brock purdy becomes the starter his adp will greatly rise here from pick 228 so i don't mind taking either of them right now just knowing um there's lots of ways this could play out but the niners are a team we want to take bets on especially when you land a George Kittle, a Debo, or Brandon Ayuk early. This one I don't have a good read on. The Bucks continue. Mathology says, is Kyle Trask going to be the Bucks starting QB? They, they continue to hype up Kyle Trask, um, but then bringing in Baker Mayfield says a little bit more about how confident they feel in Kyle Trask, right? To me, it seems like close to a 50-50. seems like they're going to have a true camp battle. Corey says handcuck Lance with Sam Darnold. I honestly don't mind. You know, this might be a build. If I really don't like my 20th round pick, I, d I don't mind taking Lance and Purdy together in this format. I don't mind slapping on the condoms and locking up Purdy and Lance. Yeah, and this, this goes back to those, you know, Kyle says Lance starts the season because they spent so much for him, but he won't finish the season as a starter. And again, I'll do the same thought experiment. Even if I concede that this is the most likely thing to happen, Lance starting the season but not finishing it, uh, that I still have to draft four various scenarios where Lance is the starter for the whole season. And I do think momentum and inertia is a big thing, you know? Um, he is going to get multiple cracks at this starting job and have a pretty long leash, especially at Purdy isn't isn't healthy at the start of the season that the scenarios where he does play well and does access a big fantasy upside then he's just a runaway smash at pick 109 and i know people disagree with me on that i know people disagree do we need to start taking some running backs here 
All right, Zay Jones goes. Um, I still don't know. It's interesting we haven't gotten any update on Kareem Hunt, um, where he's going to sign. I think I'll take a flyer on Kareem Hunt here. Don't worry. I know he's not going to be on the Browns. Not trying to get an extra little stack equity. And I will take my guy Wandale here. I will take my guy Wandale. All right, the squad through 12 rounds. Deshaun Watson, Trey Lance, Bijan, and Kareem Hunt. Garrett Wilson, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, Quentin Johnson, Wandale, and Pat Fryer, Phil Helmuth at tight end. Nick says something is going to happen in San Francisco with the Darnold edition. Either Purdy's injury is more serious than we thought, or they're going to move Lance. I, I agree. That's why I think it was such an interesting data point. You just don't see teams, you know, spend on a third QB like that. I mean, the third quarterback on most teams is a complete afterthought. I feel confident saying Sam Darnold is the best third string quarterback in the league. And now we get to have an entire summer trying to decipher which one of these is it actually hinting at? Is it more the former with Purdy's injury or is it more the latter with Lance? All right, any other interesting builds we have going on here? JM with the interesting double elite quarterback build, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow, and then Nick Chubb with the first four picks. And then let's see how they recovered at wide receiver. Godwin stacked up Kadarius Tony for the double stack. Sky Moore and Isaiah Hodgins. So going all in on the Chiefs. I will say, like, if you are going to spend a second round pick on Patrick Mahomes, going out of your way to, to load up on Pacheco, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore. I, I honestly don't hate it. You're, you're you're pushing all your chips in on the Chiefs. This is one of those builds that I think can really work out for weeks one through 14. I think this team could like run away with this league, but I do think you run into capped upside concerns in the plant fantasy playoffs. And this is kind of from that best ball tip where I said you want to avoid the premium expensive stacks because you basically are going to need the Chiefs to put up 45 every single week, 15, 16, 17 for this to work out. And they're fully capable of doing that. But as people who are heavily invested in even the Eagles last year, and that was even at a much cheaper price point, like shit happens, you know, they'll have a down game or you'll have an injury and then it just sinks your entire team in the fantasy playoffs. So to me, this is more of a, a week one through 14, like team correlation play. But I do worry about your upside in the individual uncorrelated weeks with so many chiefs. Yeah, and I do think with this build, like if you're going all in on the Chiefs, I don't think you can take Joe Burrow there. I think you've got to take, you know, one of these wide receivers, Pittman, Judy, Kirk. You've already hitched your wagon to the Chiefs. Now you got to see it through.
Yeah, Paul says, recent ADP chasing with structure discussion really got me looking at only uh, six wide receivers differently. Yeah, highly recommend checking out over on Ship Chasing on Fridays. It's a new show we've added. Um, last week, Hayden Winks joined Pat and Davis. And Sam Sherman makes really good charts looking at all of the ADP movements in the underdog landscape. And then they talk through those specifically. We'll be having guests on. I'll hop on. Gretch will hop on sometimes. But Pat Davis and Sam holding down the fort most weeks. And um, I think the perfect companion piece for anyone who's drafting, you know, more than 10 of these. If you're if you have any kind of portfolio approach to one of these contests, I think ADP chasing is a must watch to add into your rotation. You can also listen to that on the ship chasing audio feed as well, but I do recommend the visual element to get to see the charts. Cam C, given the stamp of approval, ADP chasing has been fantastic. Agree. Um, all right, we are back here on the board. Um, we need some more running backs here. I do like Rondale, but I think I need some running backs. So we are going to pass on Ezekiel Elliott because I could never. We're going to take two guys here, Raheem Mostert, who re-signs with the Dolphins, still think he has a decent amount of upside at this price. And we will also grab Tajay Spears, another rookie who I think could potentially sneak into round two of the NFL draft. And I think his ADP could certainly rise a few rounds. I've seen him mocked actually to the Dolphins, which, which wouldn't be great for that Raheem Mostert pick. But in general, I think if he lands in the second round, I mean, he's going to be 10th, 11th, 12th round pick there. So I'll continue to load up on Spears before the NFL draft. Got a G chat from my wife who said my bracket is in first place. Should I tell her that she has the Ken Palm bracket as well? No, I'm not. I'm not telling her. We, everyone needs to keep this secret here. No one tell Lauren that my beautiful brain didn't come up with her bracket. I need her to think that I handpicked all these selections for her to win her work bracket and that it wasn't Mr. Ken Palm. Man, I might need another bathroom, bathroom break, bathroom break here. I might need another bathroom break. I'm man, I'm getting so old. Can't even do an hour and a half stream without needing two bathroom breaks because I'm chugging so much coffee. Vaporware, you know what? A lot of times I do these streams and the chat is always lusting after another team. Ooh, look at the team out of the four hole. Ooh, look at that team from the 101. It's nice for Vaporware to finally toss some praise my way. This is a solid team from the 12 slot. I like it. Thank you, Vaporware. I appreciate that. Not enough people tell me how beautiful and well-executed my builds are. I will say this draft has been a little bit more, I'd say, uh, skewing closer to ADP than the previous one, which was a true piss boy avalanche. Ooh, it's TD bets. Could you show us your favorite team you drafted so far? I would have to tap through them. I do have some pretty sexy zero RB and anchor RB teams that I like. Um, I'll, I'd have to go through, but maybe I can do this again sometime soon. 
Purple Yosh says, I am done driving for now. Where are we at? We are in the 15th round of our second big board draft of the morning. And we have uh, a 2471 build going here. Pretty balanced now, positionally. Deshaun Watson, Trey Lance, I believe I'm done at quarterback. Maybe not. Uh, running back, Bijan, Kareem Hunt, Raheem Mostert, Tajay Spears definitely need some more help there. Wide receiver, we're in pretty good shape. We spent, um, what, six top 100 picks, six top 85 picks on wide receivers. Garrett Wilson, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, and Quentin Johnson. And then we did tack on Wandale Robinson. And then Pat Fryermuth with a nice tight end anchor for us at pick 108. I think that gives me a little flexibility as far as going with a two tight end or three tight end build. I probably have flexibility or of one luxury pick, right? I could probably go three quarterbacks or three tight ends, but not three quarterbacks and three tight ends with this build. The overflow is crawling right now. Come on, pick it up, guys. Pick it up. Did Jalen Reed get drafted? You know, people reminded me about uh, Jaden Reed um, on the last stream, but uh, I do not have a Jaden Reed clip yet, so I cannot justify selecting him. Um, but yes, the Jaden Reed conversation was there. I, I really am itching to take Pickett. I'm already, I can see it in my mind's eye right now. I take Jalen Warren with one of my running back picks and I start to justify the Kenny Pickett, Jalen Warren, Pat Fryermuth. I am going to have to take a bathroom break before this draft finishes. My God. Um, also, I had been teasing this before uh, or mentioning that I wanted to do this. I am going to fire up a stream on Friday night, a best ball stream for VIP members only. I believe I have a special guest in the hopper. Need to uh, confirm uh, a time with him. Um, but yeah, we're going to do a, a casual stream. We'll rip a few best ball teams, have a few cocktails. Um, I've been wanting to do some more stuff for all of you YouTube members. I appreciate you guys subscribing. I know I had a lot of stuff for you guys um, during NFL season with the DFS stuff, but want to make sure I'm back giving you guys some unique content. So if you want to get access to the Friday VIP hang, you can become a YouTube member that also comes with some spots in the Discord channels. I am going to grab Roshan here. Sorry, I'm now looking at the board at pick 180. We will do Roshan and do you have another running back we want to do? Hmm. Is there any other tight ends here? Hmm. I don't want to take Trey McBride quite yet. You know what we're gonna do? We are gonna set ourselves up. We're gonna take we're gonna take Jalen Warren here. So we double tap running back. Bijan Robinson, Kareem Hunt, Raheem Mostert, Tajay Spears, Roshan Johnson, Jalen Warren. But yes, what was I saying? Friday night, probably around uh I don't know, 9 p.m. Eastern, a little late night, grab a cocktail. Uh, we'll draft some teams, talk about the big board, best ball strategy. And once I confirm the time with my guests, I will announce that. All right, I do. I know we only have a couple more rounds left, but I legitimately have to go to the bathroom. So uh, I'll be right back.
taking this piss boy bit way too seriously. Exactly. Normally I like to keep the, uh, the pissing during the stream to the board. This coffee. One more pour here. Final pour. If you tuned in late, you listen to your ASMR pour at 2x speed. Here's one more for you. We're almost out. There it is. All gone. It's true. It's true. Fake youngs have to piss twice per stream. Um, it's TDB says, what do you have more success with following ADP or drafting your guys? So in general, I stay, um, like within general pockets of ADP, but within ADP pockets or ADP tiers, then I'm selecting my favorite guys. Right? So you'll see lots of times where it's like, oh, there's James Connor or Zach, uh, Chardonnay and they have similar ADP range. So I'm not quote unquote reaching, but I am taking my preferred guy in that pocket. Um, like I was saying earlier about the portfolio stuff, I do think it's more viable to thumb your nose at the ADPs early on in the off season where we have so much uncertainty. If you want to take big stands on guys you think can really rise in value because of uncertainty with the draft or just how you know certain training camp battles are going to shake out, I think that's way more viable now. But by the time we get to mid and late August, the ADP will become very efficient. The underdog drafters on the whole as a market are very, very good at pricing these guys. And that's where I think you can start to get into trouble if you're just auto-fading a guy over and over again that the market is much higher than you on. Um, but I do think it's a balance. I think you want to have your, your style of drafting that works well for you. And everyone approaches it a little bit differently, but if you're constantly reaching 20, 30 picks ahead of ADP to get your guys, people will just be building the same version of your team with better players, which is really kind of the ultimate takeaway. When you reach, people have that same guy, but around later, which means they snuck in an extra pick to your team. Kenny Pickett still kicking around? No, someone took Kenny Pickett. There, see, now I don't have to take Kenny Pickett. Where did Kenny Pickett go? Did we talk about him so much that he, uh... there you go. He went at pick 163. Wow, we got a Mike White sighting. Mike White without any Dolphins. Now that's an interesting selection to me from Shorty here. I get if you approach um, Mike White similar to the Brock Purdy angle, where it's like you have a Tyree Kill, a Jalen Waddle and you get boxed out at quarterback and you're trying to think of, hey, you know, maybe Tua doesn't stay healthy. This is still an offense that can produce some pretty nice quarterback value via, via the top weapons there. But I don't know about an unstacked Mike White. I don't know if that one works for me. Um, all right, let's see what we are going to do. I just want to say, who told me to take, I'm going to jinx it here. And it jinxed it here. See? FF Doom wanted me to live a little and take Singletary way back when at pick 181. But what if I told you, FF Doom, that I knew he was going to be available for me there at pick 204? Um, let's go ahead and do Singletary. What is going on with tight end? Hmm. 
Hmm. I don't really love this tight end. We might just have to punt it with our last two. I can't stop drafting wide receivers. We'll take Miko Hardman and then finish off with two uh, dart throw tight ends, I think will be the play. I think that will be the play. Sacrilegious also weighing in on the topic. It's a combo of both drafting your guys near or after ADP, balancing your exposure in the early rounds, getting a little more loose with your exposure as you get into the mid late rounds. Definitely agree with that. And one thing that, you know, we had a, we had um one thing last year that got kind of lost in the sauce of all the week 17 stacking stuff is it leads you to natural diversification. So what I mean by that is we all have our guys that we like, you know, some of us can't help but clicking Kyle Pitts every time, can't help but clicking Tyquan Thornton every time. When you do say focus on stacking, say you are prioritizing week 17 correlation once we get the schedule, you are naturally going to break ties in other directions. Like in this first draft, I had the choice between Tyquan Thornton, who I normally take, and Tim Patrick but I had made a bet on the Broncos and Russell Wilson. So I took Tim Patrick in that draft. Normally, if I'm not considering any other factors, I'm just blindly clicking Tyquan Thornton, who I think is mispriced and moving on. So focusing on something that you've already done with your draft leads you to natural portfolio diversification. And I think the same thing can happen with ADP. It's the whole like Dos Equis guy, right? I don't always take David Montgomery, but when I do, it's when he slips 20 picks after ADP. So I think it's just really being purposeful of in meaningful when you make those decisions if that makes sense where it's like yeah i want to be underweight on this guy but there are factors where i will embrace taking him and that's say oh i'm making a big bet on the lions i already took amon ross st brown and i think david montgomery fits that team level correlation or he's now so cheap that i think he becomes a value so let those kind of early excuses adp values team stacking lead you to natural diversification even if you don't love them in a quote-unquote vacuum. Hmm. Gavin says, is three rookie quarterback and three rookie tight end a viable strategy? Um, I would say way more viable for tight end. There was a strategy a bunch of us were doing last year. You know, we had our, our Bellingers, our Dolchiches, our McBrides. There was a lot of three rookie tight end builds that I thought were viable because it's such a low scoring position. And you're basically saying, hey, can one of these guys break out right away? And then maybe a couple others, you know, break out toward the end of the season. It seems like a tougher needle to thread for the rookie quarterbacks. Even if you went for the top three, right? It would probably be, what, you grab Stroud, Bryce Young, and Anthony Richardson? I mean, Richardson probably not going to start um, right out of the gate, maybe. And so now you need Stroud and Bryce Young, who are probably going to be on two of the worst teams, right? You got the Texans and the Panthers, who have two of the most barren wide receiver rooms in the entire league. That seems tough. That seems tough. I, I think I'm more maybe a max two rookie quarterback kind of guy as I talk it through. That seems a little thin to me. I think it's very likely you get buried through six weeks. And even if they do start to come on, that you're too far behind the eight ball. All rookie onesie strategy. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can pull that off. All right, two more picks. All right, 
I am, of course, letting the chat determine my late round flyers. So let me start getting some suggestions for tight ends. I'm going to finish this draft with two tight ends. I'm at a 2781 build. Pat Fryermuth, some of the best available on the board right now. Hunter Henry, Zach Ertz, Cade Otten, Daniel Bellinger, Luke Musgrave, Sam Laporta, Albert O, Robert Tunyon, Donald Big Dick Parham. I think it probably stops about there as far as interesting guys. I was considering Hunter Henry with that with that last pick, as Love Stars points out. So him sliding all the way to pick 228 feels good. And then I wouldn't mind someone with more upside. Cameron Braid officially released, so maybe a little Cade Otten. Sam Laporta is a comfy clip around here. Maybe you chase the athletic dragon with Albert O or Donald Parham. I am going to take Hunter Henry with this first one. We got 26 seconds to make our second selection. Corey says Cade. Any other late tight ends? The chat is quiet. The chat has no opinion on my 20th round tight end, which is fair. It seems like a very weird thing to have a strong opinion on. All right, a second vote for Cade. Cade it is. Cade, come on down. TD Bet says, I think I lucked up early with these drafts because I was taking Miles Sanders, Thielen, Hurst, and Stroud late as my fifth and sixth options. I think those will pay off big. Yeah, I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not a big Adam Thielen guy, uh, not a big Hurst guy, but uh, I think the I think the move for Miles Sanders is honestly was pretty neutral, and his ADP didn't really move that much. Um, Thielen, Hurst, I think. Thielen's still going to be cheap, right? I mean, Thielen's ADP 169. I would say Stroud is the guy that I could see rising a little bit. But I don't know how much closing line value you're going to actually get on those guys. All right, we had some late Laporta and Kuntz stream come in. Johnny wants me to roast your vanilla 105 team. Um, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle, Derrick Henry, D. Tour, Jerry Judy, Dalvin Cook, Dallas Goddard, J.K. Dobbins, James Cook. Get the Tua stack with Waddle. You get Russell Wilson there. Did you raw dog Russell Wilson? Did you raw dog Russell Wilson? I'm trying to see your team here. Matthew Stafford with Cooper Cup. Oh, no, you have Jerry Judy. Oh, and there you did. I mean, if you're going to ask me what I think about your team after you took KJ Hamler, of course I'm going to like it. Of course I'm going to like it. Um, I, I like this backdoor stack here. You went all in on the Rams. Higby, Van Jefferson to pair with your cup. I don't know what Robert Woods does for this team. Robert Woods is just a guy I don't really have a lot of excitement clicking. Feels like he's going to give you even a poor, poor man's version of what Brandon Cooks did there last year. Braxton Berrios, pick 236, new Miami Dolphin. I think this is I think this is a solid team. I mean, you took you took a running back that I don't like Dalvin Cook at pick 53. He's been sliding in some drafts too, where you can get him in the sixth or so, so I don't like taking him there. But otherwise, not too bad. Sorry, Dylan, you were too late. Too late. Dylan says anyone but Cade. Um, appreciate you hanging out, guys. Enjoy doing these best ball breakfast streams. Uh, like I said, I am going to fire up a VIP stream for anyone who's a YouTube member on Friday. I'll uh, share some more details about that in the Discord and on Twitter soon. Otherwise, we got our usual week of programming here. Going to be recording some shorts. We'll have some more best ball tips. I'm going to go record uh, something about Brandon Cooks here for Fantasy Life. We'll have Splash Play uh, tomorrow afternoon. We'll have the club 
Tuesday, we'll have, I got to check and see if Swolecast is back. We'll have ship chasing on Wednesday night, lulls on Thursday, and uh, and that's it. It's uh, business as usual around here. Appreciate you guys all hanging out. Have a great week. Who knows? Next time we do a best ball breakfast draft, um, we might be 90% full in this contest. So off to the slow draft lobby I go to try to max this. Have a happy Monday. Feed the ducks. And remember, don't let friends make you feel shame for drafting Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm.